Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So, uh, so he's got this like really sweet hooker chi hand. Um, I played bass so- for hooker chi hand. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backyard Funky Podcast. Uh, tonight, we're, we're going to be talking about two different uh, semi-large, semi-sweetened, semi-morsels of nerd uh, events that have happened. We'll be jumping back into the hidden city of Kung Lun with the return of the Iron Fist in his second season. Uh, we'll also be reawakening our ghosts with the latest DLC for Destiny 2, Forsaken. Uh, but of course, before we tackle any of those subjects, let's see who's joining us this week. We have TV's Casey. Hey. Dot Chris. Now also voiced by uh, Nolan North. <laughs> what a, I I wish we had the clout just have Nolan North do this podcast for us and just yeah, literally be all of us. I mean, I <laughs> I vote that I send him my audio file and then he just records my my voice over my voice and then he <laughs> sends it to you. And mm-hmm. then in post, it sounds gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I would be 100% for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can't get him, Troy Baker. Yeah. I mean, just as good. Yeah. Just as good. Just good. Uh, and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Now that we've gotten all of that business out of the way, uh, gentlemen, what's happened this week? Well, the biggest thing, at least today, uh, we're recording on a Thursday evening for those of you listening in mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm. And what uh, what time in the evening? Uh. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And where do we on record Twitch. it? TV slash Bad Coyote Funky. There we go. Love it. Ah, Love see. It. You know how to segue it, man. Yeah. Even mid-sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nintendo Direct was today, which is great because that earthquake really shook things up last week and prevented us from getting it. Uh, you want me to just rattle them off, and then we'll we'll stop when you want to talk about something? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. If I want to talk, we'll, I'll interrupt you. Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. Katamari Damashi re-rolled. Yeah. All right. New Super Mario Brothers U, which is weird because it makes Toadette get a power-up that turns her into Peach. Wait a minute. Time out. Huh. Question. So this is a remake yeah. of the Super Mario Brothers U, but is going to be on the Switch. Right. All right. Um, for it's got bonus characters and stuff, kind of like the Mario Kart 8 port. Fuck. I need it in my life. <laughs> I need it. Damn it. All right. Anyways, continue. There's a new IP made by, uh, I guess, Game Freak or Monsters yeah. or whoever the Pokemon company developers are. Mm-hmm. I always forget. Yeah, Game Freak. It's Game Freak. Town. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it is Game Freak. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that looks kind of neat. Uh, Wait, hold on. There are... Oh, I was going to say, one thing that we do want to reiterate, uh, that they back when they announced that there's going to be a Pokemon coming in 2019... They're still are adamant about the fact that it is a Pokemon game coming in 2019. This is not necessarily does not look like this is overtaking that. Because I was worried. Thank God. Anyways, yeah. continue. Uh, the Switch Online service, which I guess is a lot like PlayStation Network, has a bunch of games just ready to access for you, mm-hmm. uh, including a whole new library of original NES games. Yeah. With with what else? Like golf. Golf. Oh, they're bringing back golf. Just what no. I wanted. 
No, but they've got uh, they've got uh, little Joy Cons, but they they slide in and they're NES controllers. Yeah. Ooh. So it's so it's you, like having the power in the palm of your hand. So you can like have a more accurate time. golf. The power is yours. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, they revealed the Smash Switch bundle, mm-hmm. uh, which is getting released on November second. Will there be and golf? I've already in that, pre-ordered though? it from Best Buy because of course you did. Daddy's finally getting a Switch. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Uh, and they confirmed Isabel from Animal Crossing is in Smash. Does she play golf too? Which she does not. She uh, does fish, I'm which is neat. I'm canceling that's her still Set like, off fireworks. That's not golf. Yeah. That's fishing. That's no golf. Yeah. Um, but they also did confirm a new Animal Crossing game mm-hmm. coming in 2019, which I am super jazzed about. Love me some Animal Crossing. Yeah. Uh, the Capcom beat 'em up bundle, which has got all kinds of cool crap like Final Fight and think captain commando's coming back and you know it's a whole bunch of games in a pack from the old super nintendo sega genesis neo geo type era <laughs> and last but certainly not least is a re-release of a fuck ton of final fantasy games uh mm-hmm. 7 9 10 10 2 12 wait, wait, crystal chronicles and a couple of other ones is, it, is uh, world like of final a, fantasy is this a bundle pack oh, yeah, or is it just fantasy. wait tell me more about this uh, honestly, details are scarce at this time, mostly because I didn't read that much into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, I think they're just releasing the games. It's not necessarily a bundle, just a uh, bunch of them that are being released on there. Yeah, um, I'm actually exciting. really pumped for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Um, hmm. Mainly, I the it gives me like give one of the greatest mechanics, which is if you used your Game Boy Advance while you were playing the game, um, you could actually use that at to see your loadout and your items. So if you're playing with friends. You didn't have to stop that. That is a feature that 100% needs to go to the Diablo 3 port for the PlayStation in second mm-hmm. screen because it drives me up the wall. Um, I'm really hoping that they do some sort of that functionality where if you that there is some sort of second screen that you can see on your own but because um, that's kind of what made Crystal Chronicles awesome. Yeah. I never played Crystal Chronicles. I've only played... Like, oh, it's great. There's this bucket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Is, it, is there I golf? Yes. No, no, there's no I'm golf, but there is a bucket and a moogle that will carry your bucket if you have no friends. But if you have if you have friends, then one of you must always carry the bucket. You must tarry on, steal yourself, and carry that bucket. And you have to stay inside the light emitting area that the bucket kind of emits. Hmm. It was definitely a cool mechanic. It reminds me a lot of Gauntlet Legends. Yes, which is why yeah, which I which is it. rad. Hmm. Maybe I will. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm super psyched for all this. I mean, I'm finally glad to sink my teeth into Nintendo again for the first time yeah. in probably close to two years. Yeah. Because I got I got burned out on the Wii U big time. Are you Are you gonna get uh, uh, Zelda and play it again? I already have it. I know you have it for I got, Wii U. I, I might get I might get it again. But, I don't know if I'll complete it again. Did you I, Did you do the DLC for the Wii? I did. Hmm. The only thing I didn't do was Master Mode because it was too tough, and well, I'm like, there you go. I don't get anything. Yeah, that's right. It's just, it's. I don't often do challenge for the sake of challenge in video games. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to give me something. Like even if it's like a stupid little Steam achievement. Yeah. I got to know that I I did that work for for something that isn't just bragging rights. Yeah. Me too. Nice. Achievement. I ain't doing. But it. I'll take a fucking cyberpunk motorcycle in my Zelda game. Yes, ma'am. I'm really <laughs> excited about Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah. Because I, they announced not too long ago. A remake of the GameCube 
Luigi's Mansion for 3DS. And every single comment that I read about that was just like, why the fuck not for the Switch? This is why the fuck not for the Switch, because they are coming out with a legit Luigi's Mansion. We got sequels. Yeah. That game is one of the greatest Ghostbusters games ever made. It's so much fun. It's so good. It's the greatest um, Luigi game ever made. And yes, I'm counting Mario is Missing. What about Mario's Time Machine? Yes. <laughs> Who could forget such edutational experiences? <laughs> Horrible. Oh, no. Enter. Edutainment. Edutainment. Ah, who knows? It's late. It's late. Some of us have been working 12 hours before the show. I worked I eight know. hours before the show. Maybe I'll be there before. Chris, what do you got? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, bitch. He's no. coming to Westworld. Aaron yeah. Paul has been announced to join the cast of West HBO's Westworld season three. Aaron Paul uh, is best known as his role of Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Uh, he's phenomenal in that. Um, adjacent to Breaking Bad, I just watched all of the the Better Call Saul that is on Netflix. That show is freaking awesome. Part of me wants to imagine that he wasn't hired for his Breaking Bad stuff, but instead that one Corn Pops commercial he did in the <laughs> 90s. Hey, he's got to have his pops. Mm-hmm. He's got to have his pops. He does. Mm-hmm. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never finished season two of Westworld. It was really? Getting really it, was, I, it was getting really interesting, and then oh. I just stopped for some reason. Dude, the and last funny. two episodes. Mm. Well, like, yeah, the one, last one I watched was really starting to get really good. Like The, the whole fill, the whole scene felt like kind of filler to me. Until hey, hey, watch it. I haven't seen it at all yet. You haven't seen any Westworld? Well, I've seen the first season, but I was okay. waiting for the second season to be over before I jumped in. Yeah, it's, it's been, been months. I'm going to go ahead time. and say, yeah. 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 Uh, watch it. It's great. Oh, there is uh, sorry. There's some there's some really good stuff. There is a couple episodes in the middle that are just kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But should I rewatch the first season? Um, no. Yeah. To be there's honest, sufficient recap. No, but there's enough. They 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 set things up that it, while it builds on what's before, um, the majority of what you see is almost like starting over. Like it's so different from what you know. It's almost like starting over. Um, you'll get enough out of it. Like I didn't rewatch the first the first season before I watched yeah. it, um, right. and it was it was fine. There's a couple things like oh where were they before, but you catch up like you you'll figure get it out. The gist. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. You figure it out pretty quick. Um, so I have, I have a couple things to to mention. The first thing is rumors are circulating that Mr. Henry Cavill is no longer going to be DCEU's Superman. Um. In, I don't know if it was in a response for this or anything like that, but there he did post a video on his Instagram of him with kind of a sad, forlorn face uh, listening to like a goofy cover of a song. It's escaping me right now what the song was. Uh, and slowly raising a boxed uh, Superman action figure of himself. And not like a cool one, like a like a weird like Mego one that's got yeah. like real looking clothes. Yeah. And- it's weird. I don't know. So I don't know. And it's really interesting, too, because this is like coming like hot off the, the press. And I don't know if we I think we didn't talk about it because we weren't really on last week. Um, he was casted as uh, in The Witcher 3 as the lead. Yeah. As what's his name? I don't know. I don't play Witcher. On Netflix. Geralt. Geralt. As Geralt on Netflix. So like he's like having coming off this high and now they're like, yeah, you're not Superman anymore. So that's kind of or potentially. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, it's it's really too bad because, you know, 
for as much of a garbage fire Justice League ended up being, the the Whedon moments where he is that bright blue Boy Scout, yeah, he he sells it, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, someone was actually. I was having a discussion with someone about it, and they had a great point, which was, um, bat. One of the reasons that the Superman stuff didn't really work is because Batman as a character actually fits for a really dark and gritty story, where Superman doesn't mm. at all. Um, which is why it's always been he's always been off. Yeah, yeah. No bueno. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's it feels kind of premature to reboot for me, too. Like the, the, so, the rumors that are circulating right now are Michael B. Jordan might be in talks to play Superman. That would be which so crazy. So, like, so here's here's my thoughts that I'm going to tread very delicately around. <laughs> Superman's a white man, being don't do it. White, uh, middle class, straight male. Here are my thoughts. <laughs> Clark Kent oh, wait, has never you been. You forgot between the, between the ages of eighteen and thirty five. <laughs> the ages of eighteen and thirty five. <laughs> the targetist demographic. The targetist demographic. Clark Kent, in my, to my knowledge, has never been portrayed as anything other than Caucasian. There have been other versions of Superman that have been portrayed as other anything other than Caucasian, right? Um, it my knee jerk reaction was no. As I thought about it, and I thought about Michael B. Jordan's, um repertoire his like where he like he lives his sweet spots he would actually be quite talented and a really good to come across as clark kent and a superman he can play like the good-natured meek kind of character he can also play uh goof yeah let me like i haven't seen him play a superman type but he can also go the other end of that which is the arrogant hot-headed running into action so he has range there. If he can dial like somewhere in the middle there, he could be Superman. He's been a good guy. We've seen him in Parenthood being just a good, uh, well-natured guy. He can do that. However, I worry that this is just an attention grab in response to Black Panther. That's That's been my, like, the, I think DC just wants Black Panther status. And And what better actor to get than the bad guy from Black Panther? I feel like I don't know if I've seen him do a role that because Superman's kind of squeaky clean in most cases. Most versions of you see him, he is very goody two shoes for the most part. Every once yeah. in a while, you, you see him do that. I don't yeah. know that I've seen Michael B. do that because even in like Parenthood, he still had yeah. an edge that he has a past. He's an alcoholic, and that's always the weight that's like been behind him chronicle um he was super squeaky clean he drank a little as a teenager you know that's what? about as dirty as he yeah. got yeah yeah all right and he even you flew got, in i think that you movie. got you got me with chronicle <laughs> i will change it i'm looking at a list because of course as soon as the rumor goes out that cavill's not in it anymore yeah the internet goes wild right. that they're they bring back you know like wizard fantasy cast oh uh, yeah. yeah what do you think of this one yeah Sterling K. Brown. What? I actually would prefer <laughs> Sterling K. Brown. To no, it's Sterling K. Brown as Lex Luthor. I'll Ooh. take it. That would be perfect. Oh, Intelligent. Um, can fly off the deep end on the drop of a hat, but like intense. 
I also feel oh, like man. Sterling K. Uh, Sterling, Sterling K. Has, Jones. I said Jones. I was about to say Brown, and then I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Sterling uh, has more of the silhouette for that, like the yeah. jawline for Superman, more than Michael B. does as well. Well, yeah, yeah. That you're not wrong about that, but I mean, yeah. I'm hoping with like, like he can punch too with like the whole Creed training and stuff like that too. I think a lot of like we talked about this in the Mission Impossible episode where um cavill just had that power behind his punches in that and not in yeah. superman felt it yeah so good yeah and not in <laughs> superman which is very interesting i don't know like i'm i have mixed feelings about that um i think again my knee-jerk reaction could have been attributed to like race and how clark has ever been his has always been white but then when i really thought about it i was like you know what like that wouldn't be terrible it was my same gut reaction i will say this my, i had the same gut reaction when michael b jordan was also cast as the human torch and we all know how well that turned out so i mean he was the best part of that movie which was not very good but that wasn't his fault i mean yeah. like yeah <laughs> yeah no, also, I, think, I think the best part of that movie was that one scene when they first come out of that dimension oh i thought you were gonna say the cronenberg dr doom scene where he's just blowing up heads in the hallway that was really good too <laughs> No, but I, my favorite scene was when they come out and they realize, and um, Ben Grimm realizes, like he's, or Ben Grimm's a case in rock, and Reed realizes kind of what's going on. That was really horrifying. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Well, ultimately, we'll see what happens. These are all rumors and speculation at this point. It is just worth to kind of bring it up and talk about. It's super hard to, to kind of talk and comment on it. Um, but it's just interesting. Like if, if this is a direction DC is, is taking. Um, Everyone knows what I would do if they gave me the keys to the DC EU. Scrap all the main characters. <laughs> Shut go, it down. Go for the C, the B and C listers. Have, Justice League International. I, I would baby. literally do a Justice League International, but I would do it like how Marvel did and earn each and every movie and the team up and then and have them fight. You know the best thing about it? What? You've already got a Shazam movie coming up. I know. So you could just roll with it. I know. And just start rolling out like Green Lantern, but don't have Hal Jordan. We're going to go with Guy, Guy Gardner. Gardner. We're going to obviously go with the blue and gold booster, gold and blue beetle, but it's going to be Ted Cord. We're, we're going to go. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go flash. We'll keep flash in there. Which flash? And, and Wally. It, it, yeah, it would be Wally. I mean, continuity wise, <laughs> I want it to be Barry, but that sucked. So we'll go. The, uh, we'll the go original Wally. lineup of the Justice League International also had Martian Manhunter. I know. I'm looking at it. Martian the, Manhunter, the, Elongated the Man. Lady Dr. Light, yeah. Black Canary, Mr. Miracle, uh, and Dr. Fate. And Batman. Yeah. We don't need Batman. Though. No. No. It's not. It's nowhere near. We've, we've seen enough Batman. But I, so I would get all these solo <laughs> movies going, right? My, just so everyone knows, if you're curious, what I would do with the Booster Gold Blue Beetle movie is they would actually be released um about a couple months apart there'd be separate movies and they team up in it so it's like you see one from boosters point of view one from blue beetles point of view and then they team up and it kind of like becomes the same movie and then they split apart again it's like two rashomans yeah sure yeah. um but then you would have the the big uh jla international movie and they would fight of course, Dark Side get their ass handed no, to them. No, 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 Despero. Come on, listen, listen. What I'm gonna say, listen. What I'm gonna say, come on. Dark Side comes in because the DCEU is already built up. Dark Side, they get their asses handed to him, and who? What, what comes? Who better to come save the day than Superman? 
Darkseid's about to deliver that finishing blow to, let's say, Martian Manhunter. Gets literally thrown across the street into a building, a la Justice League Unlimited. Camera pans slowly up, debris going, stuff like that. Superman, red Hugh eyes. John Williams. Yep, Superman, red eyes glowing, fist going, going on. Clever one-liner here, fight. There we go. That's how I would do it. That way we can just wash the taste out of our mouths of what's been happening so far and just move right along. That's it. Um, one last thing I do want to bring up before we jump into our main subject matter. Um, if any, anyone who knows me or has listened to the show or gotten been to any of my streams knows that I love the game Alan Wake. I It's just a, a great uh, horror game, very Stephen King-esque. Rumor has it that Alan Wake is in talks to become a television show. So while us fans have been waiting for an Alan Wake number two, we might have to wait a little bit longer, but a TV show might be in its in its future. What's really interesting too, if you've played Alan Wake, you know that it's practically a television show anyways. Each part is actually titled episode one, two, three, four, and so on. So it's not that much of a stretch. A is better that... Twin Peaks than Twin Peaks. Hey, there we go. Is episode one called Pilot? I don't remember. I'm going to say yes. Oh, we... <laughs> I don't think so. I feel I, like that, I... that that needs to be, like, uh, if you look in the history of TV, the number yeah. one uh, reused name for... It's always Pilot. It's probably Pilot. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while since I played it. I've been meaning to replay it, but I have a boatload. I got be, to beat Spider-Man first. Got to play through Spider-Man. Um... Speaking of things that we're, we're going to be playing and have played, Destiny 2 Forsaken. Uh, this has been the first uh, DLC to come out of Destiny 2 that's not part of the first season pass. Uh, this, it's year also, two. this is the start of year two, Destiny. Yeah, start of year two. Very expensive start to year two. Mm-hmm. A whopping 40 bucks to just to get in on this action. Which that's is very quite a whopping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, tell me about the story of Forsaken. All right. So first of all, yeah, this story, yeah, is the best damn story since Taken King. Mm-hmm. So beginning of this. All right, ready? Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. We're gonna spoil the shit out of this for you. Although Absolutely. it's already spoiled by the friggin' commercial. So whatever. Yeah. All right. So you go with Cade to hang out to kind of uh, right some wrongs that are going on in the prison of elders. There are mm-hmm. inmates all over the place. Um, it turns out that Prince Aldrin. Uh, has broken in, has come in and gone to break out some of the biggest baddies in there. They team up on Cade, uh, they kill him and his ghost. So, dude ain't coming back. Yeah. Uh, you get pissed and like, I'm gonna go hunt these dudes down. So, you end up on a new place called the Forgotten Shores. And you, you talk, you talk. Oh, Tangled Shores. Sorry. Yeah. Tangled Shores. Yes, you talk again. You talk. For the first time. Yeah. Um, and basically, you have to go hunt down these guys that um, all teamed up to kill Cade. And you take them down one by one in a series of some pretty interesting boss battles, actually. Hmm. And that's kind of uh, where you're at. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they introduced a new weapon system. You want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, a little it's bit. Weird. Uh I mean, I think for the most part, what they did is they just reclassified a lot of weapons, and some yeah. weapons can have multiple classes. Um, so, for instance, like shotguns used to be, uh, when at, up until this DLC, shotguns were always power weapons, which meant that you would only have them in your heavy ammo slot. 
Uh, now there are certain drops that it can they can technically drop in any of those uh, any of the three slots. I believe I've only seen it in two. They said that you can have it in a third. I haven't gotten any power um, shotguns there. But uh, the idea is that you have more options for changing your loadout because you have different style, lots of different styles um, mm-hmm. of guns as well. It, it's kind of I thought you found it. it it's kind of yeah. It's kind of it was kind of underwhelming because like the way the commercials and everything made it seem was like you can put any gun into any slot and it's going to be great. And then you get there and it's like, well, no. Like <laughs> sure, some sniper rifles can be your primary, but not necessarily all of them. Yeah. Uh, I was really fusion hoping... rifles are back in uh, the secondary slot, which is I'm happy with. I I don't use the fusion rifles. Yeah, I don't. Um, my main loadouts are hand cannons and rocket launchers. That's usually uh, what, I, what I'll do. I got a. I usually do auto rifle, mm-hmm. fusion rifle, mm-hmm. and and not grenade launcher. Um, the what do you said? Rocket, rocket launcher. launcher. Yeah. yeah, if if I've been getting used to the grenade launchers a little bit more, they're not bad. Yeah, once you get used to them. Yeah. yeah. So here's what's kind of cool about this game. So when I when I started um, playing, I think I was or when I before the DLC, I think I was like three forty something. Yeah. Um, and then I was worried because once you play through the first few missions, you then uh, once kind of everyone breaks out and you're tracking these guys down, the way that you track them down instead of kind of mission by mission, they end up being adventures, which you can kind of play in any order. Mm. And each adventure is also labeled with a light level of recommended light level of where you should be. So I was really intimidated because I hadn't quite I was like right, right by that point I was right around 400. And that was like the baseline was 400 is where it started. I was like, oh, crap. I was worried um, about hitting about hitting the proper light level so that I can wouldn't have to grind too much out. But the cool thing is after each adventure, there's enough drops in each one that it basically you progress and you get more powerful as you play through the adventures. They actually mm. did a great job balancing how you walk, th- how you kind of maneuver through these ones. So I'm at yeah. like 460 now, and like yesterday when I. Uh, when I got in, I only beat like the first two of them out of the five that you have to track down. I was only, I was barely like 420. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I streamed when I first jumped into it. And so I didn't even pay attention to the light levels. So I was <laughs> like, course. I'm going to take on the rider. And I think I died about five or six times and I was getting increasingly <laughs> frustrated. And actually, Ocon in the chat, who's here, here tonight, because he was watching, he was like, hey, there's like recommended light levels. And he said, as I was going to the next guy, and I was like, ooh, I was like 340 something. And I was trying to think <laughs> on something that was 430. And I was like, yeah. mm, I think I'm going to end the stream and go grind for a couple hours. And I did. And I got, actually, it wasn't, it was like maybe an hour max. And I caught up pretty quick. So. Yeah, you run like, if you like, I think I ran like one or two strikes. And yeah. by that point, I was at like a decent light level, yeah. um, which is good. Yeah. Uh, one other cool thing about that they've done to help with this along as well is there's a lot more bounty activities. Like, I love a lot more the bounty, bounty stuff. Yeah, I miss that where you just yeah. go like daily, grab a whole bunch of them, go run it, and it yeah. was a great way to be able to level up. And yeah. now you have a lot more guys are giving you bounties and things to do. Yeah, I hate how the upgrading feels more grindy again though. Um, farming. So here's the thing, though, is that Destiny, by the end of Destiny 1, there were so many different systems to keep track of. It kind of, um, 
it made like hardcore fans like were having a blast because there were so many different things to do, so many things to keep improving on. Uh, and then when Destiny 2 came out, they streamlined everything, which made it much more accessible. So people were jumping in for the first time. Uh, but it kind of took away that need to kind of jump in daily and do stuff to keep grinding out because there was there wasn't really a lot to grind before. Yeah. So this is much more incentive to keep you coming back playing more and more. Fair. Yeah. Uh have, did you use the bone arrow yet? Dude, I fucking that bone love the arrow bone arrow. Is sick. It's so good. Cuz you drop back, you know, just like any other bow and arrow in other games, you hold it down, you wait a few seconds for it to kind of charge up. You let it go. So once you hit the enemy, it's not just that initial hit that happens. Mm-hmm. It also explodes after that. You, you can customize is... that away if you want and get a faster draw. Oh, seriously? Yeah. it's. I it's... definitely didn't play around with the controls at all. Yeah, I, I went. I went. I was like, "What else can I do?" So I was hoping to get like a little better scope on it, and yeah. uh, that's not an option, unfortunately. But you can totally get rid of the explodey. But I was like, "Why would I want to do that? If I miss, no. that like hurts them a little bit still." And also, if oh, yeah. they if they group up, that totally works. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's I a lo- great, it, it. and it it feels it feels awesome. Too. It feels so good. So I I've been playing on PC with like because I just like the aiming a lot better on there. And mm. I feel like a fucking superhero when I'm like jumping in the air, turning around, headshotting, doing my second double jump, turning around, headshotting, landing, throwing my new as a hunter. The new uh, weapon system is wonderful. No weapons, the new uh, ultimate and the new throwy knives are wonderful. <laughs> so essentially, uh, my new ultimate, I've only tried it with the fire subclass so far. So it's with the gunslinger subclass and um it would appear that I just throw knives all around me. So pretty much everything within, not maybe a complete 360, but maybe just a little bit more than a 180, uh, just dies, which is awesome. And it could, it is a boss killer move. Um, the throwing knives I have are now three in a row, which is even cooler. It just, you just, it, they did such a good job on just how it feels. I'm really looking forward to getting enough um, light seed or whatever they call it to upgrade the rest of my subclasses. It's so it's so fucking awesome. Yeah. So if you get this game, so before in in kind of before Destiny, there was only uh, in Destiny two, there was only two different types of um, your supers or yeah. your your abilities. Yeah. Um, now there's three. So basically, each element for each character got another um, another super. So for instance, the void one because I play a void warlock um, is when you get you can kind of first of all you can click the left stick to actually teleport forward so you actually move around very quickly and if you get close to someone uh, you can hit r2 and actually it causes an explosion around you and you can kind of keep doing that and keep doing these kind of um explosions to clear large rooms of enemies very quickly which is cool um still a big nova bomb person though like yeah. just throw the big ball and it explodes so i ended up in my these boss battles i did end up switching back because uh i don't like having to get that close to the bosses to be able to take them out um so i switched back and but it's still for like rooms of enemies um i am a fan of being able to zip around yeah um did you see in um one of the the new zone what the hell is it called the new zone Tangled Shore. And then Tangled Shore, the DJ booth hidden uh, area. No. It's so fucking cool. So it, it's one of the um, little like hidden, like not temples, but the hidden areas you can go into. And 
I got there. I went there at first just exploring, and I was way underleveled, so I couldn't even get through the front door. There's literally a bouncer that was a skull nice. level. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. So I went back, and you fight off the Fallen, and there's a Fallen in a DJ booth. So you clear out the room, and you have to go to the DJ booth and, like, press a button. And then it opens up, and waves come in. And you can go to the back room, and you just take it out. And it's playing just, like, ridiculous music. Just, like, not <laughs> fitting in the Destiny genre at all. And it's just, you just, like, feel like a badass going through and just clear. Like, I felt kind of like John Wick-ish, which was really cool. Nice. Um, it's just, like, good to know that they're not taking this, like, too, too seriously. Especially when they're, like, killing off one of their main characters. Like, they can be a little more tongue-in-cheek, which is why I really liked Cade 6. Yeah. Um, and Cade 6, uh, yeah. they actually, they could not get Nathan Fillion in the studio. But you uh, wouldn't know it. On time. Uh, eh, you kind of know it. Yeah. But they got Nolan North to fill, well, to, to fill in. So, like, it's... If you had not known Drake. that this was not Nathan Fillion, you would have thought it was Nathan Fillion with a cold. It was it was more Nathan Drakeian than, uh, than Nathan Fillion. Maybe. I think he did yeah. a, a fantastic job. For, like, trying to... Imper- so, he's not an impersonator, keeping no. that in mind. For trying to impersonate someone, not being an impersonator, I think he did a wonderful job. Yeah, it was yeah. He, he did he did he did a good he did a, a good job. Yeah, in there. But I, man, I miss I still miss Nathan Fillion in that yeah. role because he's freaking awesome. He's got that cadence that destroys. No, that's uh, true. Yeah. And and Nolan North has said like it really was it was a scheduling thing just as before. He's um he. Didn't he basically he recorded the audio for the beginning as a test, like they needed to get some animations done, and they mm. basically did it so they had something to animate off of, um, and then they just ran out of time and were like, "Hey, we gotta keep you in there because we don't have time to get to get him in. It's not gonna work out." Yikes! Uh, so he basically is like, "I'm not ha- super happy that I had to do it, but it is what it is. This is a business. People's mm. schedules need to line up. Mm. Didn't quite work out." Mm. Oh well. Uh, did you try Gambit mode? I did try Gambit Mode. Did you like Gambit Mode? I like Gambit Mode because I'm really bad at PvP. So being able to play a kind of pseudo PvP where you're still competing, but um, you're not actively always up against someone directly. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to give a rundown of what Gambit Mode is? Uh, Essentially, it's PvP matched up with PvE. So you you have um, a whole bunch of enemies that spawn. You kill the enemies. You get little tokens. You bring the tokens to the machine. The machine, if you get enough tokens in there, can spawn enemies over on the other side. If you get 75, I want to say, which is the most you can put in there, Mm -hmm. it spawns a really tough enemy. Um, The really tough enemies then try to take down the bad guys. If you die uh, while you have one of the their big enemies out, that enemy gets more health. You can also yep. invade the other team's area and really fuck them up. Um, I am really annoyed with it because I am trying to get the Ace of Spades. Oh, and I, got I have to go over there with hand cannons and kill them. And Wait, does that fun. count, though? I thought it only counts if they come to you. Oh, I thought if you went in there. I don't know. I could, I could be wrong. I've, I've only played it like three times. <laughs> and I just got... So like the thing with me in PvP, if you ever like watch me play PvP, is I relatively don't get visibly upset about many things in life. <laughs> PvP in any sort of video game format gets me so angry. 
I have broken controllers. It's not my finest moment, but it's happened. Oh, man. So, Uh, yeah. What I like about this, and it's one of the reasons that I really like the old mode uh, Supremacy for PvP, which is Supremacy was, it's, you know, you're fighting the enemy, except you don't actually get, you don't get the kill point unless you run and collect a token that the person has dropped, as well as if one of your teammates is killed near you and drops a token, you can actually grab that and deny the other team a point so as far as like the pvp modes i was getting really good at that because i'm really good at jumping and collecting things and then getting out so someone else can't get it uh so i was doing pretty good in gambit because basically you kill an enemy it drops this moat of light you have to go grab the moat of light and then deposit it mm-hmm. so i was doing pretty good if you focus on getting moats of light more than you are focusing on actually killing enemies um you bank a lot more a lot quicker mm. it was pretty fun but yeah. i'm a big fan of that because people just kill me all the time and there's not much i can do about it because i'm really yeah. bad at video games sometimes nice yeah and i've been corrected uh self killer in the chat says you were right i was wrong chris so they Boom. gotta come to you so, so that that's means... why you're being so frustrated because you're going out and trying to kill the other team and you're not getting any points because you're not doing it correctly but to be fair i didn't kill anyone when i went over there anyways i just went in yeah. and they found me immediately and killed me which drives me even more up a wall because I can't see them as easily when they come to get me. I just yeah. might not be good at that game mode. Oh, well, you can't be good at them all. That's fine. Cool, cool. Uh, speaking of not being good at them all, let's move over hey. to Iron Fist Season 2. Uh, what were your expectations going into this one? Casey, hit Well, it, it can't get worse. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think Iron Fist Season... Well, I mean, maybe Season 1 was the worst out of all of them. Yeah. I, I still... Yeah, it was. I don't hate season one. It's just meh for me. Well, here's the thing. is It's a superhero show yeah. with, like, corporate drama. So if it wasn't a superhero show and I was just watching Suits, I think I would have liked it better. For season, season one? Yeah. Season yeah. one, there was... Yeah, there was a lot of that. Um and I think that they really streamlined season two much, much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely I definitely agree. I, th- I think they took a lot of notes from Defenders and I think also and from um, season one and just real and Luke Cage season two as well. And just try really tried to figure out who is Danny Rand after that whole debacle of just him proclaiming to the world who he is all the time. Yeah. All every episode. Um. I had low I had low expectations going in. I was actually pleasantly surprised with it. Casey, why don't you tell us what happened this season? So uh on the Iron Fist side of things, which is the stuff that I didn't fast forward through when I tried to cram <laughs> this in before watching mm-hmm. <laughs> before getting on the show tonight. Wink. Mm-hmm. Um Iron Fist's in a bit of a rut, man. He's been fighting crime and trying to really find his place in the world after two seasons so you know it's kind of a not too much character growth there from a man but his boy davos aka the steel serpent in all but name Mm -hmm. uh rolls up slaps him around kidnaps him and steals the immortal iron fist from him maybe that's why they're gonna call him the steel serpent now i was so ready but um so he goes through this whole ritual. He teams up with Joy Meacham and uh, Mary Walker, who mm-hmm. we'll get to in a in a hot minute, because mm-hmm. I, I have I have words mm. about that. Um, 
Davos gets the iron, the power of the Iron Fist, the burning heart of Sholau the Undying, uh, and basically becomes a better Punisher than the Punisher, because he's <laughs> straight up putting holes in guys, and he doesn't need a gun. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, Zero bucks given. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's just punching through people, like, just, he's shredding them. Like, I don't know if the Punisher would necessarily kill a bunch of kids just trying to get some money by stealing a car radio. Mm. Um Davos is out there breaking necks. He doesn't give two fucks. Yeah. If you're a criminal, he's coming at your ass. Uh, so uh, one thing leads to another. Uh, Colleen gets the Iron Fist, which is pretty rad. They're tying her into some Brubaker uh, run stuff, which I know Greg and I both appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so good. So... Ed Brubaker and David Aha worked on a run that pretty much take on me. S- it made Iron Fist <laughs> modernized, worst. I guess. Before, yeah, before he was always just this white guy who used to pal around with Luke Cage, and he would occasionally have cool solo adventures. But yeah, uh, when Brubaker took the title, it's like no, no, no. There's a whole wealth of stuff we can do. The Iron Fist is a legacy mantle. It's been passed down from generation to generation. Mm. There that's where the whole Pirate Queen story that Wait, Colin was it Brubaker or a Fraction? From. It was both of them. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think Brubaker stuck around longer. Um I also am a bigger fan of Brubaker's writing, so I tend not to give Fraction that much credit. That's fair. <laughs> Fraction did come up with fear itself. Yeah. yeah. And other things. Yeah. Um but anyway, so I forgot Fraction did it also. <laughs> the uh, the Brubaker Fraction David Aha run. So um, it expands the world. You know, there there are other people who have been Iron Fist in the past. There is more that you could do with the power of the Iron Fist and Sholau's Chi than just punching through stuff. You can use it to heal. You could use it to hypnotize. You can power up guns. You can run on walls. You can do all kinds of crazy magic ninja shit with your cool magic ninja hands Mm -hmm. than just punching um so it was a huge expansion reinvention of that sort of thing he took the city of kunlun and made it one of seven cities that has a tournament which they showed a little of let you got kind of a bad taste of it last season they definitely didn't do it right but they had like bride of nine spiders and yeah a couple other people in there um but here, with Kunlun presumably destroyed, which we get zero follow-up on from the end of the first season, which is not good. Well, didn't we I get didn't... that in Defenders, though? Did we? I don't... No, they just took down the hand. Yeah. Right. Because Gao the hand was from took... there, too, but... But wasn't the hand is the, what went and destroyed Kunlun? Presumably. Well, right, yeah, but presumably. we also, like, we one would assume that with his home... Or is the doctor of home destroyed? We might have heard a little bit more about that. Yeah. In, in, instead of mar- pre-marital woes with Colleen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So other than the the cool stuff I've just described, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, you get a couple of other things. You get Ward in, uh, I guess, Alcoholics Anonymous. I I like Ward in this. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's but it's, probably my favorite character. It's yeah. not It's not really what I'm looking for when I'm watching a show about Iron Fist. Well, it's funny because Ward, both in season one and two, I start off with the same emotion. I fucking hate this older looking Pete Wentz. 
<laughs> oh man! And then like like a halfway through, he hits a turning point, and I'm like, well, maybe it's not so bad. And he does some pretty like shitty things, and at the end of it, I'm like, yeah, you're fine. I, I'll keep you yeah. around. I like you. I, I really I, he's I trying did to like be him a better in season person. one. Yeah, he is trying to be a better person. And I yeah. thought he was much. It was a definitely a better balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him being a like not really an antagonist, but he's not necessarily. I don't know. He kind of walks this weird gray area um, where he's still kind of a douche, but he's like, he's my douche. He tries not to be, though. He even says it, too. He's like, I'm not an asshole boss, I swear. And it's like, well, you are. But like, yeah, falling into that same trap. It's nice that you're trying not to be. What I didn't really get is joy being the ant, one of the antagonists. She's a spoiled bitch is what I got out of it. Yeah, I was kind of like, I don't understand why you're looking to hurt Danny in this way. I thought that she would be more angry at Ward for doing that. Uh, for for what all went down, but she yeah. took it out on Danny for yeah for like, not telling him that her father had been alive for decades. It sounds yeah, like. but Danny only knew for like five minutes. Yeah, before. like Joy seemed very poorly fleshed out just in general. I feel like they just wanted to have an alliance of Danny's past to go against him, and, and it didn't yeah. really like like Davos makes sense. Yes, Davos correct. is his rival. Um, we found out we got to see the fight that determined who would be the Iron Fist, and it turns out oh, so it, it wasn't. And as he had the, they had the mask. They had the mask. They had the mask. I yeah. thought and it looked great. I, I love the detailing. It was so cool looking, and then they use it for literally five seconds again after that, and we never see it again. That's it. Yeah. So they took it off in the middle of the fight. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> what I think would have been better is because this is what I do sometimes is if uh, da- uh, if um, Davos like tricked Joy into acquiring the bull because in reality the only thing he needed her for was to get the bull. Yeah. If she if he tricked her for the money and mm-hmm. then got the bull and then mm-hmm. went off and did his thing, I was like, all right, that would have that would have been more. I would have bought that. Yeah. But um, I kind of returned the book on this uh, on this particular storyline. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's. It, it would have been a much better mo- uh, show without her. I think without Joy, there's just she didn't really develop much as a character. She's very shallow. Every time I saw her, I was really annoyed. Just like go away, please. Yeah, no bueno. Yeah. However, Colleen. Colleen was great. I like Colleen. the show. Is basically as much about Colleen yeah. as it was about Danny, which makes sense because which- the ending. It does. You know, the the funny thing is it's like it's almost like they took literally all the criticism to heart yeah. and it's like, yeah, maybe we should have made the Iron Fist an Asian person. <laughs> and here you go. Boom. I still don't subscribe. But they did it in such a good way. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I like that she and was neither ham fisted nor iron fisted. <laughs> I like that she was so reluctant about it too. That's like what was really cool. Like she wasn't like, Yeah, I want I want this and if she wanted that initially, I think it would have cheapened the relationship with Danny. Yeah. For sure. And I think they handled it very well. There was a lot of drama in this. And I know that, like, I know Serge had that criticism about Iron Fist where he was like, I didn't know I was watching a drama. And I was actually watching uh, his Spider-Man stream for a little bit. And he was saying, uh, and I will be paraphrasing. So I ap- apologies go to the Bad Coyote if I am misquoting. But... 
uh, he said that it feels like a lot of the writers just wanted to work on like dramas and lifetime shows and things like that. And oh yeah, I I don't I don't necessarily agree. He always says that. He, a, he, a he always says that. But B <laughs> I don't think I necessarily agree. I think this was a lot less drama filled than some of the other editions. It was the what was there for drama. Yeah. I was on board with. Mm-hmm. I was I was cool with. It was a little bit of rom com going on. Yeah, like on well more rom less com, but it was like inappropriate amount. She had one bad one line, Colleen, where I was like, "Eh, could have done without that." Where she so here's a big spoiler. Colleen gets the Iron Fist. Um, said it Colleen. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna like not dance around it, and it's like a different Iron Fist. It's white. Where Davos yep. was, was red, Danny's was yellow. Hers is white. Uh, but like the the ceremony gets interrupted by Davos who wakes up early and it's like they have to kind of finish it off. So she's in pain. It's like actually burning. The Iron Fist is burning her hand essentially. And then she well, goes it's fucking molten dragon blood, bro. Yeah, but I mean like it's been passed through a couple of times. So how hot can it really be at this point? Right, like <laughs> lukewarm. I would assume. Room temperature dragon. Hey, blood. hey, I made an unintentional pun. Luke Cage. We warm. also didn't. We didn't see the dragon. Yeah, still have well, yet to see I think it's a metaphorical dragon. Then no, he fights a dragon. We don't see it in this like universe. Like a real though. dragon, we don't see it. I know. You know That's what? They, you my know? problem is they need to go one way or the other. They need to either be like, "Yeah, he fought a fucking dragon," or it's like, "There's yeah. this dude who's named the dragon." Well, the line that she says was, "I thought date night was bad," and I was like, Ugh. "Or no, I thought date night was painful," and it's like, "Oh, it's, it's still an ugh, ugh. moment." Uh, I like that line. I did not it was like good. that line. Because they were trying to, the, the, the whole, you know, squabble earlier. About, yeah. Oh, not squabble, but like the, the date night thing. It was yeah. because they were so averse to it. Yeah. That's why I like the payoff. No, I did not like that but line. But that's just me. Uh, I, I wish I remembered the line, but I was at work watching episode eight. And Ward said something and I spit my food out. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, was it the line about he's buying flowers? He's like, I need something that says I knocked you up and I No, it wasn't that. I think sucks. I think he was talking that to, was a good line. to Walker. He's just talking to Walker or Dad. He was talking to like someone who has violent tendencies. And they were like, Well, would you like if I like hurt you or blah blah blah? And he goes, No, I wouldn't like that. No one would like that. And he said it with such a straight face. I was just like, What is going on right now? And he was just mm-hmm. so like fearless in front of someone who could blatantly just rip him into. Yeah. Man, yeah. Ward in the uh, Ward in the dojo talking with uh, or former dojo yeah. talking with Danny was like the best. Part. I thought it was like the best part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it Ward has so many good moments and so many good lines. And like as a character, like progressed so much. I think in this season that like I'm just I'm excited for season season three. I really am. Um. What was I? I love that they're taking Danny, and it's like, yeah, you know what we should do? We talk a lot about kung fu. Let's just make him into David Carradine. Yeah, from <laughs> kung fu. He's gonna walk the earth in search of a purpose. It was yeah. very interesting to me, where I thought for sure that he was going to get the Iron Fist back at the end of the season, and that was gonna be that. Like they were gonna give it to her oh. for an episode, and then that was it. And I was. Very pleasantly surprised where they have not quite a post credit, but like a pre post credit. Oh, it, credit. 
It was the pre-pro. It was definitely a shawarma. Yeah, it was shawarma, but it wasn't where shawarma is usually placed. Where she stops a thief, and she has like a a Spider-Man kind of like quip going on, like vibe. Where she she just shows up, and he's just like she's like, hey, like very casually, hey, what's going on? And he's like, uh, robbing a bank. What's what's going on with you? Motherfucking cheese sword. Yeah, and then she extends the iron fist into the sword, which looks fucking so cool. This like Silver Samurai, ending, she could probably cut through anything. Yeah. This whole ending 100% jumps the shark, but yeah. it f- is kind of awesome. It fucking, it's great. <laughs> and then we have it's my favorite part of the whole the, the whole thing is this oh, like absolutely. two months later section. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have uh, Danny and Ward in Japan looking for who? Casey? Casey? Orson Randall. And who's the Orson Iron Randall? Fist of the early 20th century. Best friend to Danny's dad. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And and the mantle holder just before Danny. Who do you think they're going to get cast for that? Oh my god, David Carradine. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that guy died the way he lived, masturbating in a closet. Aww. You know it. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, uh, that's bad. I didn't like the guns. Oh, it was super like cheesy western. It was oh, so yeah, bad. But, but you but you know I that's, know that's, that's what Orson Randall did. Shit. Yeah, but like I just don't like it. And also, how does he have the iron fist now? Did he punch how another does he dragon? Have two iron fists. Are there and I know I'm jumping around a lot. This is the way my brain's working right now. Was anyone else or and by that I mean mainly Casey who knows that um yeah. Davos is one handed. Hey, you don't know. Okay. Was anyone else waiting for uh, Davos's hand to get chopped off? I thought Mary was going to cut it off. I thought like for sure they were just going to chop it off during like giving it back to Colleen. Just a just a insurance policy on that one. Yeah. They fucking they count Dooku him. They get him at both wrists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. In the in the comics, he uh, he loses a hand in that tournament with the seven cities, and uh, the they talk. I think they mentioned the Crane sisters in this, right? As the women who help him steal the power. Yeah, they're the yeah, tattoo that artists. The, that was the the three the the three yeah. women. Yeah, the, the tattoo those, artists. Those yeah. those women. He like in the comics, steel steel servant gets kind of weird. Like he steals his chi from hookers. <laughs> Like like he drains hooker life energy and can make it into an energy fist. It fe- that feels. I'm not gonna say an energy drink. That That's feels kind of like Tom Cruise in Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> yeah, sorta. Yeah. So uh, so he's got this like really sweet hooker chi hand. Um, I played bass so- for hooker chi hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I can't. It was too good. Because <laughs> it sounds like Booker T. Oh, I love God. It. Anyway, um okay. it's cool. He's got one hand, but like he's still got a sick like chi weapon. Um, you know, it, it, he's just this like regular he's you know, your classic dark double. Mario is to Wario, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh Waluigi is to Luigi. Yeah, Waluigi's to Luigi, Venom is to Spider-Man, Steel, Steel Serpent was that to Iron Fist. He was just this guy who dressed in basically the same costume with slightly different colors, had the exact same power, and was pissed off for really no discernible reason. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, they advanced him where it's more like, no, I just want to be a tough son of a bitch and I don't care how I do it, even if it means draining hookers of their life energy. Hmm. 
So, all in all, pretty rad. He rechristened himself the Steel Phoenix, um, too, which is kind of sick. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I want to talk about Typhoid Mary. Yeah, let's talk about Typhoid Mary. Who is she? I want to talk about Typhoid Mary. Yeah. I thought she was great in this, yeah. even though they cut out so much of her character. Well, they and hinted. And made her really bland. I mean, it's <laughs> Alice Eve. What more yes. do you want? I mean, the last... Not Alice Eve. The, the last notable thing I remember her being in was the eye candy in Star Trek Into Darkness. I was just oh, going to say that. So... For no reason. For no First reason. part of that movie. She did zero things. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I actually watching her in this. I think she did a good job in this because I forgot she was the eye candy for like maybe a couple uh. episodes. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that totally is her. So uh, I think she did a pretty good job. She, I mean, Mary, the character of Mary is pretty bland, right? She's very like goody two shoes, very sweet. Goody two shoes. I'm a wandering artist. I'm so whimsical. A manic pixie dream girl walking into your life, Danny Rand. Yeah. And then you have Walker. Which is her more military esque persona, so like the slightly more dangerous one, Texas Ranger. Not much of a, a facial expression shift when she switches no. between the two, which I was really disappointed about, especially kind of being spoiled from Westworld, where like you have Dolores and you can tell when she's not Dolores anymore, and when she is Dolores, like just subtle things in facial expressions, and then there's just none of that going on here. There's there's not enough complete change in body language right Right. like it's like you can see her trying but it's not Mm. it's not all the way there yeah um i didn't like that she's more military and not really a ninja also Um, in the comics she's not nearly as lusty she's not nearly as hookerish yeah yeah because she that's what she was in the comics i feel like that's a that's a big sticking point for me because a lot of the charm of her character she's originally from daredevil yes um, and she's got it bad for Matt Murdock. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, people joke Batman's got this He's whole catwoman, do we fight, do we fuck, do we fight fuck? Hmm. Typhoid Mary brings that catwoman dynamic to like a whole nother level. Hmm. Um and it you know, she shows like a real dark side of like what the kind of person Matt used to be, hmm. you know, before he really became Daredevil. Like he was not that great of a guy, you know. Yeah. Um but in this show, she's just sort of paramilitary. Like, they tie it into Sokovia a little, which I think is odd. And they hint at there being Bloody Mary, the third personality. But they never call her typhoid. She doesn't do anything cool with face paint. Mm, you yeah. know, it's just, it's it's like very pulled back yeah. and realistic. It, it, they're I, playing I it a little too safe. Yeah. Yeah. I, she, she seemed like, <laughs> so her two personalities literally seemed like um, someone, like, someone from the army that was mary is i'm on furlough i'm off on vacation yeah and then walker is just the same person just on the job yeah i agree yeah yeah it's kind of weird i am i so great comedy that alice eve is in uh she's out of my she's out of my league hilarious i forgot about that the whole time yeah yeah awesome uh tj miller plays a guy who's in a hollow notes cover band mm-hmm. i mean he's one of the main characters but he's in a hollow notes cover band it's great but the when she walked in i was like Hey, that's the girl from She's Out of My League. What is she? Um, And she just basically has, will always be that character, but she didn't do anything that made me think that she was anyone other than the yeah. same character. Yeah. It's weird. Wasn't a fan. I thought it was a weird casting choice or not enough. Um, You're right. Differentiation between the two. Yeah. It's odd. They, like, they could have replaced 
Typhoid Mary with literally any other assassin or any other mercenary in the Marvel universe, and you would get the same movie. Yeah, yeah. and also again, there was no. <laughs> I don't think there was any reason why it, she needed to. I don't know what it it added to the story. Her meeting Danny ahead of time. Because I don't yeah. think it actually made any difference whatsoever. Yeah, he wasn't. There was no. I can't imagine there's any part of this writer's room where it's like, let's make a love triangle. Yeah. Cause, but know, it really. You, but it wasn't even one. No, but like they sort of set it up where he has. They like did. This I, I thought like they were going to go that direction. Cute, yeah. Right. And then they just he hits her with that. You know, I I don't know what kind of impression you're getting, but I live with my girlfriend, and it's like, oh, okay, so we're just we're just killing that. Potential story. I also like how strong Danny and Colleen's relationship is, where Danny's like, here's this strange woman into our house, and she's like, Okay, cool. Whatever. Yeah. Just Yeah. And then she then where I thought like it was really gonna tip him over the edge was when Mary starts like calling and not saying anything and then hanging up. And then Colleen is just like, Mary? And then like she doesn't anything, hangs up, right? And then Danny comes in, she goes, Mary called you. She's weird. And that was like the end of it, right? And it's like, oh, Colleen, you're so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this season was a little bit different from what we usually get from Netflix and the Marvel stuff. It's only 10 episodes instead of the usual 13 plus. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, Thumbs up. Yeah. It's toy, man. It's toy. And, and I don't feel like there was anything that got dragged out. Yeah. I uh, I honestly think it probably could have been eight, eight episodes. And I would have been, Maybe. I would have been happy. Yeah. I think like a lot of most of these series have had, uh, or these seasons of the Netflix shows has had like two acts. Mm. Um, and actually, what's kind of funny, I didn't actually, I never finished Luke Cage, and I never finished Jessica Jones, and I didn't really have much of a desire to. And um, one thing that definitely stands out about this is I was like, yes, I'm finishing this because I want to actually see what happens. Yeah. Um. So that was great. Yeah. Um. Also, um, I'm a fan of being able to watch it within a week yeah fair <laughs> um something i noticed that it just kind of dawned on me no rosario dawson yeah but yeah. we got turk i love how turk is the new rosario dawson <laughs> he's the one that ties everything together now it's so good i love Oh, you turk. need guns i'm your guy yeah and then like criminal snitch that's me <laughs> What was that line they said to him like when they left? They bought the guns and uh, Ward gave him some advice about meditation. And he's like, yeah. you know what? I might try that. And it's like, ah, oh, Turk. He's Sunsets. So funny. Sunsets. <laughs> the golf, the golfing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Brings it back to golf. Curse you, Nintendo. Yep. Uh, where, do, where does this fall for you in the, uh, the Netflix Marvel Cinematic Universe order? For me, it's right in the uh, middle. I think. Well, I anything. It's definitely better than Jessica Jones season two. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you that much. I like that's yeah. that ugh, that's the end. I think that's the last now. for me. I I think I liked I liked that less than Iron Fist season one. I would agree. Yeah, in hindsight. So I think this is Daredevil's up top for me. Uh, season one, then two. You liked one better than two. Yeah. I would have reversed it. More Fisk, man. One. Fisk carries that show. Well, I think also like the first season sets the tone so well for what's going to come afterwards that I give it a uh, a lot more of an edge. But they're they're pretty neck and neck for me. 
So I thought that season one was a little too like indie looking by the time they got around to season two. I would say that it's like Magic Mike one (laughs) to Magic Mike two. Steven yes. Soderbergh. That's a indie. that's a metaphor I completely understand. <laughs> understand. Steven Soderbergh directed Magic Mike One. Yeah. I still I've said it before. I said it again. It's probably one of the best like exercises in taking a mediocre script with a, an amazing director and making a really good movie. Um, but it was there was all like really cinematic shots. Um, it was all about setting. You're right. It was all about setting the tone. Um, and then by the time season two came around, okay, now it's kind of a big Hollywood blockbuster, and we're kind of seeing more of what you would expect from that kind of thing. Mm. Time to sell out. Yeah. yeah, basically, what's there? But I would say like those two, um, followed by uh, Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably liked it better than Luke Cage season one, but I think I put Luke Cage season one directly after this. I'd one. put season two for Luke Cage in front of season one of Luke Cage. I I thought this okay, was better I than both seasons of Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Sorry, Luke Cage. I like Davos as a bad guy. I think he's fucking he's dangerous. He's so short. Yeah, but he's dangerous. You, you don't like... I'm short and dangerous. You... Half of that <laughs> statement is true. I'll let everyone else decide what that what that is. Exactly. I'm only dangerous. I'm completely <laughs> of average height. Uh, you're only dangerous to my blood pressure. <laughs> That's about it. Uh no, like, like there was a point, like, I know the actor is pretty short, but, like, when he was talking to the orphans and he's just, like, a foot shorter than them, I'm exaggerating, but he's very much shorter than the I teenagers. mean, you can tell because they're, like, they look at him like, oh, who the fuck is this, like, manly? But, like, <laughs> Steel Serpent is not short in the comics. He's pretty imposing. No, he's a big dude. Yeah. He's a big yeah. man. And it's just That's so weird it. to me that, like, they made him so, he's just so short. Like, he couldn't even do the Tom Cruise camera angle trick. <laughs> he's that short. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. I, they could I have they could have frodoed it. They yeah. could have you know done that uh, after, where he's actually just standing the close to the camera. After that shot Amazing. where we see actually how short he is, I couldn't take him that seriously throughout the rest of the, the, the show. <laughs> I was like, but he's so speaking well. of the yeah. Speaking I'll, of the orphans, you they also could have removed seriously. that, and it would have been an episode shorter. Yeah, they were pretty lame too. Except BB. Yep, I like BB. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. Anyways, go on. I, I was, like, completely, like, not shocked at all when they revealed that he can turn his left hand also into the Iron Fist. Yeah. Because I've seen it a million times. I'm just like, yeah. I want to, I, I almost want to be that guy who's watching this going completely blind be like, oh, there's two of them. I wish I could he be the guy who goes in both hands. I, I've told you my, um, my uh, Winter Soldier story, right? I went to see that. What? No. So I go to see Winter Soldier with, with uh, my buddy Brian. And we're both big comic book fans. So we both already know Bucky is Winter Soldier, right? And we assume that the rest of the world knows this too, because obviously it's pretty fucking obvious. Like they allude heavily at the end of one and two is this mysterious guy comes. When he takes off his mask and reveals his Bucky, and they kind of make it this big deal, but everyone already knows, one dude in the audience was like, oh shit, that's Bucky. <laughs> legitimately surprised and that's why you go to the movie i wish i was that guy in that moment nothing i've, is spoiled, t- I've told you guys my uh dark knight the dark knight story right no i hit it we went to go see it in college with uh my buddy brought his girlfriend who hadn't seen the first one mm-hmm. hadn't seen anything right but you'd think you'd have enough cultural awareness where you're watching the credits she elbows him and he goes wow did you know that Bruce Wayne and Batman were played by the same guy? Oh, I've heard this, yeah. 
<laughs> I like just <laughs> completely dumbfounded. Brutal. That's awesome. That's so brutal. Uh, um, I talk about Val Kilmer was Batman and George Clooney was Bruce Wayne. Yeah, clearly. That's clear. tricked you. That's clearly. That's a Schumacher joke, guys. Schumacher, Schumacher. joke. Love it. Um. All right, let's wrap it up before we keep rambling. Let's wrap it up. Secret <laughs> question time. It's time for the secret question. So here, here's, ah, here's what I'll say. I'll fall back on an old faithful, an old reliable. So my secret question for you tonight is you have to choose a Marvel property that is not already in Netflix, not already a movie or going to be a movie to be the next uh, addition to the Marvel Netflix world. What is that property? And I'm going to go with Casey first because I feel like Chris should look something up. Hey, don't you? <laughs> but yes, yes, uh, I'm going to be googling in the corner. I, I can here. see the windows and through your glasses. Well, I know on I know on past podcasts we've talked about how much I would love Daredevil season three to be Born Again, mm-hmm. and Defenders season two to be Shadowland, mm-hmm. which is the story where Daredevil gets corrupted by the Hand and they all have to fight him. Mm-hmm. Um. Have we ever... T- I mean, is Moon Knight confirmed or not confirmed? Not confirmed. It's not confirmed. So Moon Knight. Uh, I like Moon Knight a lot. Yeah. Tell us about Moon Knight. So Mark Spector mm-hmm. is a... He is a archaeologist, explorer kind of guy who, while in Egypt, meets Khonshu, the Egyptian god of the moon. Not sure if that's a real thing or just made up for comic books, but... Uh, and he becomes a crime-fighting vigilante. And he's Batman in a lot of ways, but different uh, in even more in that he's got a multiple personality disorder. So like Batman, he is a costume crime fighter, but in his civilian life, he has three different secret identities. One, I believe, is a cab driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, one who is a Frenchman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one who I believe is just Mark Spector classic. Mm-hmm. Um he has had a good run of stories in the 1970s, and then not too much after that. There was a recent run by Warren Ellis where he's just he's wearing a suit and a mask, almost like a lucha kind of a mask, hmm. and the whole thing plays out like the raid. Six issues take place in a building. He just fights a whole gang of dudes, and it's fucking awesome. Interesting. There was another one written by Charlie Houston with art by David Finch, where he takes on the people who are running his company while he's been away, and he fights Taskmaster, who I just love. Like, any excuse to have Taskmaster. Taskmaster is awesome. The the one bad guy who can copy everything that you do, all your sweet moves. And yet he's um, not a great bad guy. He's he's all right. He's a good, like, like super henchman, mm-hmm. I guess, is the... You know, like there's henchmen, and then there's like that one like really good henchman that could maybe take the hero for about five minutes. Yeah. Um, in his first appearance, he manages to kind of pants all the Avengers, which is not bad. But what has he done since then? Not much. Not much. Yeah. Um. Slightly annoyed. I Deadpool. like him. He's he's buddy buddy with Deadpool. There's a bunch of good team up stuff where where he him and Deadpool team up or fight or or do stuff like that. Yeah. Basically, I just want a Taskmaster show. Fuck Moon Knight. Where did, well, how did we even get started on that? <laughs> um, uh, and I guess last, and maybe another recent Moon Knight run, I guess in the past 10 years, was the Bendis run. Mm-hmm. 
where it was Moon Knight, but his three personalities were Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Captain America. Okay. Which was all kinds of crazy. You can do a lot with this character. If I were writing the show, I would do it. I know we talked about Rashomon before, but um, the first episode is kind of Run Lola Run style, where you see Moon Knight as a crime fighter from a bunch of different perspectives, almost like a Legends of the Dark Knight kind of deal, Mm -hmm. where you see him as this sort of terrifying urban myth vigilante. This other one where he's more Punisher, where like they know he's a real thing, but he's also kind of like this boogeyman that you don't want to run into in a dark alleyway, who's like, he's not invincible, but he's just very fucking scary and like bleeding everywhere. Mm, (laughs) You know, when you wear a white costume, you're going to get it dirty and bloody when you're fighting crime. That's fair. Um, you know, something like that, something where you can, you know, you don't really know what to expect from this character. Like he's a real wild card. And then maybe the second episode, you get an insight into who he really is. Mm. Um, and he cuts faces off dudes with little, his little moon darts, his moonerangs. I'm, I'm a big fan of Moon Knight. I I do. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I I like Moon Knight. Yeah. He's wild. I like him. Uh, Chris, do you have someone? I do. Okay. Who is it? I fall back. I've fallen back on this before, okay. and I'm gonna give you half of what you want. Uh-oh. Double down, baby. Be- I'm very afraid because I'm gonna give you a Dark Claw mm. television show. You what? Can't, you can't do no Marvel. What? Not amalgam. Whoa. What? Not whoa. Whoa. Question. <laughs> yeah. Question. Yeah. Um. Uh, who's it, what's what's half of Dark Claw? Wolverine, Wolverine. baby. Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, but but also is, is also I said not currently in movies or anything like that. And half of oh, that. you're right. Dark Claw has never been right, but half of them has in a movie. Half no. of them has, yeah, but the listen, other half has. Yes, it has. Don't, <laughs> they both don't have get between have. me <laughs> and a Dark Claw television series. <laughs> Logan um, Wayne. That's horrible. Okay. Yep. That's what I want. All right, fine. Then I, I I'm going to have a Lobo the Duck remember, television show. So I remember seeing this comic book in a comic book store, and my head mm-hmm. fucking exploded. Mm-hmm. I went, wait, what? And then right next to it was a comics that was part of the DC Marvel crossover stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd also, my head was continuing to explode. Everything about thing. Amalgam is crazy. Um, I don't know anything about Dark Claw other than he's Wolverine and Batman mixed mm-hmm. together. So I would love a TV show Wait, that shows Casey, me, um, who's his butler? What this is all about. Yeah. Uh, God, I don't remember about his butler. Does he have a I, butler? I know that Jubilee and Robin get fused into Sparrow, his sidekick. Well, yeah, but I wonder yes. like who Alfred gets. And then it w- Combined see. There's, Cre- there's Creed Quinn, which is Sabretooth and the Joker, who become the hyena. <laughs> which is maybe the best thing about everything. All right. Um you get Lady Deathstrike combined with Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. Which is very cool. Alright. Um so, there's other ones. I think uh Rachel Ghoul and Apocalypse get combined. I forget who gets combined with Omega Red, but just the probably the Red whole thing Rocket. is very clever. Uh, mine is actually going to bridge the gap between the Netflix and movie MCU. Okay. There is a character who goes by the name of Robert Reynolds. He is the, the century. The century. Listen. You wouldn't dare. Listen. The century and the void. His own worst enemy. Q lit. Um. So he is a Superman like level power being power level being in a world where that's not very common um 
what I would do is I would have the void spill into the movies and have him be like a big bad that the Avengers have to take oh, on. So it's like last action hero. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Also, like you'd have to get an actor who could portray both sides of it without it being too obvious who the void is. I think it would be really cool. Um, the century for those of you who don't really know has a really interesting um, publication history where they, they pulled the, this hijinks where they said, um, I think it was, the, I don't remember what it was. Was it the late nineties, early two thousands? I think it was, uh, yes. I think it this was, would have been, er, this would have been early two yeah. thousands. This is Paul Jenkins. Well, right. But I think the, the ad campaign happened in the late nineties and they said, Hey guys, guess what? We found a forgotten Stan Lee hero or was it Stan Lee? It was something, a forgotten hero. Yeah, no, Stan Lee. Stan Lee created he, from the Silver Age hero that never made it to publication and everyone went, wait, what? Wizard Magazine. Wizard Magazine this, pulled this. Hi, this hoax. And they go, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to bring him into the Marvel Universe and also, just like you've never heard of him, these heroes have never heard of him that already exist. But he's been around for a while, and he remembers everyone else. So he's been wiped from, like, like he had adventures with Spider-Man, Captain America, all these things. The X-Men, you the name X-Men. it. Turns out it was a hoax. And uh, they were just trying to get uh, butts in seats or eyes on books, so to speak. But it, it was a pretty interesting read. Uh, this guy is so powerful, he killed Carnage. He brought yep, him into space just, and ripped him in half and let him just tore him in half. Just tore him in half. And we didn't see Carnage for years after that, yeah. so I'll always love the Sentry yeah. for, for doing me a huge favor. There we go. Um, definitely w- worth a read, in my opinion. It's really cool. They always. I remember at that point he had like a really long beard going on, so he had like a really cool disheveled. He was feel. in jail. He turned himself in. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that that would be my pick. Get the Sentry in there. Uh, also, I didn't want to say Irredeemable Ant-Man or Next Wave's Agents of Hate because I feel like everyone would have expected that. Although, I had an idea after watching or listening to a lot of Armchair Expert, which is Dax Shepard's podcast, which is a very... Pluggity, pluggity, plug, friend very, of the show, Dax I Shepard. wish. I wish. That would be wonderful. Um, <laughs> he would be a great captain. Having been in... Uh, he's a... An alcoholic, so like he could definitely channel a lot of that and just like be a drunken asshole superhero. I think that'd be really yeah. cool. Uh, anyways, with that being said, we officially run out of time for the evening. This has been issue number one, 159. Uh, remember, you can go ahead and follow us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, and right here on twitch.tv slash badcarryfunky. Also, feel free uh, to go ahead and uh, give us a download on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, now on Spotify. Uh, if you're over on any of those platforms and you see a option to give us a rating, I would I would uh, beg of you, I don't do this often, but I would beg of you to please uh, give us a favorable rating if you feel so inclined. Uh, it really helps us out, especially on Apple Podcasts and lets us know uh, how well we are doing. Uh, everything you do, whether you're listening to us live, listening to us post, or even giving a rating, no matter what, even talking to your friends about us, whatever. We super appreciate. I wouldn't be doing any of this without you guys, uh, especially not on Thursday nights. My Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, would look a lot different if it weren't for all you fine people. So I really appreciate everything. We're going to go ahead and uh, instead of going moderator alphabetical order, we're going to go ahead and just say 
uh, thank you to the following people who showed up and participated in chat. Number one, starting with Misery, uh, with all those very generous uh, gifted subs for everyone who joined us tonight, uh, followed by Boulevard Gaming, uh, 21 Wolf. We also had uh, Matt Mom Gaming show up. Uh, not 47Y, Ocon is there as always, uh, Filter Beast and Skinny Seahorse. Uh, everyone, thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see you next week for, well, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You got to show up next week. Otherwise, like, what are we doing here, really? <laughs>